crochet babes we're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet while we talk about crochet you can crochet too yeah well everybody welcome back to the crochet base for another lovely episode i'm jess i'm megs and we are the crochet base is it <laughs> weird that we say crochet base twice no i don't think so okay do you feel like it's weird yeah i feel like <laughs> it sounds really weird but maybe it doesn't do we always say twice I don't know if we always did, but I started doing it. But I think it makes sense. It's like, welcome to the crochet bays. We are the crochet bays. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess that kind of makes sense. Also, is there more of a delay than usual? Because I feel I like I stopped saying the crochet bays and then you started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started at the same time as you. It's, I know, but like, that's the thing, man. It's so hard. It, you listen to the podcast and you're like, how can mm-hmm. it be this hard? But when you're recording it in real time, it's, it's true. difficult, man. It's <sighs> true. Okay. Anyway, what's new with you, Megs? Oh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Is that going to be your answer every time <laughs> <Yeah>. now? <laughs> I'll never get over you saying that at the murder mystery dinner. <laughs> She's never going to let me forget it. I was, was very confused. Thing. I was it's very so confused funny. and I did not know what to say. I'll okay, never we have, ever get over that. It was the funniest. We have to give the backstory real quick for that. All right. Basic, basically, Michael planned, Michael and Megs planned this murder mystery dinner thing for my birthday. And I was a suspect and they made me stand up and asked me what I did for a living. And <laughs> I was very confused because I didn't know if I was supposed to be answering like myself in the real world or the character that I was, I guess, playing. And also, I hate when people ask me what I do for a living because I do like 17 different things for a living. So I said a little bit of this and a little bit of that and it made (laughs) me sound super shady. And I convinced multiple people to write my name at the end of the game for who they thought the killer was. They really thought it was you. But truthfully, I didn't even know if I was the killer because I didn't understand the mechanics of the game. So I was like, am I the killer? I don't know. But also, neither did any of us. We didn't realize yeah. that that a random person couldn't be the killer and it was always an yeah. actor. So we were like, are yes. we the killer? We don't know. <laughs> no one is safe. What oh, I think would okay. have been funnier, though, is there was an actress there who was a worship leader. Like, she was like, ah, I'm a worship leader. and she was, well, she was supposed to be a youth pastor. Oh, a youth pastor. But it would have been yeah. funny if... She said that, and then right after when they asked you, you said you were a worship leader. Yeah. Well, I think I was before. They asked me before they oh, questioned right. her. Either yeah, way, my mom was like, my mom was like, you should have said you were a youth pastor. They probably would have been really thrown off and not known what to do because that's supposed to be her answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyway, so, okay. What's mm. actually new with you? Um, I am packing a lot. Because we're moving. Mm-hmm. So, you know, getting this house ready to sell. Because we're moving mm-hmm. out of state. And then that's all I'm going to talk about that. So don't ask me questions or else. <laughs> <laughs> and all will be revealed in time. 
And then also, um, I have a giveaway going on that I'm hosting on my Instagram. Tell us more. I'm doing a giveaway because um, I'm like almost to 9K followers on on TikTok. And um, I've just had like really awesome growth. And I'm really grateful for all the people who have supported me and followed me. So I want to do this like really big giveaway. Um, so I went and kind of gathered things and asked a couple of my friends to, um, include some stuff in this giveaway and they were so gracious to do that. So I'm giving away three skeins of Parfait Chunky yarn. And then I had a custom, um, clay hook made from AM Knits and such. Um, and I'm giving that away. And then I'm also doing a $10 shop credit to my pattern store. And my dear co-host, Jessica, was so kind <laughs> to also give a $20 shop credit to her store. So, That's like, me. this is a giant giveaway. Like, oh, and yeah. my friend Autumn. Autumn was the other one. Autumn gave away two packs of felt eyes. So, like, whoever wins this giveaway is getting a serious hookup. Like, they're... like. They literally have everything to do a project start to finish. You got the hook, you got yeah. the yarn, you got the credit to get the pattern to make mm-hmm. something, you got the eyes to finish it off, and then you can get a little Ami patch for me, and it's like a whole thing. Yeah, and no, you're so right. Like, you, you got can, everything. You can literally make an Ami out of everything you got out of here, and which yeah. is amazing. Like, this is so cool. I love that. Me too. I didn't even think about that. It's like an entire kit to make an Ami. Yes, so you should you should call it the Ami Kit giveaway. The Ami <laughs> Kit giveaway. So that is running until March 18th. So when everyone listens to this episode of the podcast, if they have not heard about my giveaway yet, you need to run over to Instagram and enter because you still have a shot. Yes. Do it, people. What's up with you? And tag me just for fun because I've been tagged in approximately 13 people entering the giveaway so far <laughs> i knew when megs went live with the giveaway because i opened my phone i was like why do i have 27 instagram notifications and then i was like oh it's all people tagging me in this giveaway um i've had over a thousand in 24 hours tags or entries or what um like notifications because it's Dang. there's 702 comments and 378 likes girl that's wild yeah, it's it's great, it's great, right? Yeah. So definitely enter the giveaway while you can. So that's what's up with me. That's fun. Yeah. Um, I am uh proud of myself because I finally have made progress on the Celtic Mandela throw. Oh, I've been putting it off. I'm so proud I've been of you. Putting it off because I know, right? I've been putting it off because it's a. <laughs> I feel like that Burger King sketch is the complicated order. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It is is a complicated blanket. Um, And I got to a point where like (laughs) I was doing okay. It was a little convoluted, but then I like stopped in the middle Mm. of that section, Mm -hmm. which is the worst because you got to get back into it. But then we lost power for like three days. Yeah. Um, and I had nothing else to do but crochet. So, um, I decided now's the time I'm going to just, you know, get back into it. So I 
was on row like 21 or 22 before I picked it back up. And now I'm on round 36 or 37. So like I've made some good progress um, and kind of got past that section that was so daunting to me. You did it. Um, Yay. Yeah. Wait, were you working on it when I hopped on your live when you were at the church because you lost power? Yes. Yeah, that's what I was working on. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing that happened. I broke my glasses again. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the, my it's, first live when I went live blind? I really do. Yeah. We we really got to know your face just right Literally, off the bat. Literally, Stephanie goes, that was my very first live I ever watched of yours. I was like, Stephanie, that was the very first live I ever did, period. <laughs> it's just like me, like up here, like squinting right in the screen. <laughs> I feel like so funny. It's, it's now a curse. I'm going to break my glasses every year around the time hey, that I went that. live. It's going to happen. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine though because I have, I have four backup pairs now. No, four pairs. That's good though. So I have this pair plus three more backup pairs. So we'll be fine. Yeah, that's good. It looks like so an every year dweeb. ceremoniously. <laughs> if you haven't broken your glasses on accident, you should just do it as like a ceremony like, thing, you know, like I'll like the make traditional a circle breaking of, of the glasses of candles and I'll stand in the middle <laughs> of it and we'll have like this. Well, weird... you had to go and make it weird. <laughs> we'll have like this weird like like music in the background. I feel like what you would hear in in like a. I don't know, like some monks singing or something. <laughs> some some and I'll chanting. Just, like, I'll like do do like war paint on my face. And I'll just snap this is a in this half. is a TikTok video waiting to happen. Yeah, shark bait. <laughs> <laughs> or better yet, oh. I'll wear the T Rex costume while I do it. Every day, this podcast strays further from God. <laughs> oh, what is happening? Um. <laughs> I'm like, what's new with me? Oh, I'm working on a blanket. Megs is like, I'm going to ceremoniously break my glasses with war paint. Sacrificial glasses. What you drink in there, Megs? Oh, I just, you know, got some scooters. <clears throat> Scooter. <laughs> Nobody understands. What type of? <laughs> I know. I told her a story before we went before we recorded the podcast. And do I need to tell that story, or do I not need to tell no, that story? No, I could save it I, for another time. I would love it to be a no contact situation because it makes it funnier for me. <laughs> Great, love that. Yeah. <laughs> what what type of what type of drink do you have though? Um, it's a blended latte with caramel and almond milk. Yum. Because, you know, dairy-free, Sounds honey. like a party, friend. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's more coffee flavor and less sugary, which is what I like about it. Yeah. I feel you. Mm-hmm. I am drinking <clears throat> microwaved coffee. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> we love to see it. And funnily enough, it is a mug uh, from Houghton Lake. Love so, that for you. Yeah. Which ties into the story that I gave no context for, so... Yeah. Megs is like trying to, she's like that meme where she's trying to do the equations and all the numbers are floating. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm so confused. 
It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're fine. The story that I told you about a scooter. Is, is oh, the place oh, I'm done. Okay, now the <laughs> wheels are now turning. <laughs> the Christmas lights are on, but nobody is home. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Complain Away Spray. Has this ever happened to you? You're all set up at your crochet market, all your items beautifully displayed, and in walks your first customer. They take one look at your prices and start complaining that they could find it at the store for cheaper. You might awkwardly explain your prices or get angry and flustered. There's got to be a better way. Introducing Complain Away Spray. When you sense a customer coming, just one spritz of this powerful stuff will turn a negative Nancy into a big sale Sally. Not FDA approved, Complain Away Spray can result in side effects such as runny nose, hallucinations, and the desperate desire to climb a large tree. Use Complain Away Spray at your customer's own risk. You guys, I am so excited for today's episode because we have a special guest today. Beth from Beth's Rolling Designs is here. Hey, Beth. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. We are so excited to have Beth on the podcast. And like, she's one of our like TikTok friends, you know, we're always hanging out Mm -hmm. in the lives and stuff. So it's fun that we, it's always, it's always funny when you have somebody that you interact with on lives where it's like either you're on their live or they're on your live but to be able to talk and see each other in real time is like the it's like bringing it all full circle (laughs) you know what I mean it's it's different I feel like watching someone on live and then meeting them in a different setting does help like kind of break the ice but it still is so different yeah it is um not everyone who's listening to the podcast obviously will know who you are, Beth. So if you can just take a minute and just kind of introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you and your crochet, and then we'll kind of go from there. Well, my name is Beth, and my business is Beth's Rolling Designs, um, and I mostly make plushies and omega roomy type things. I gave up on the rest. <laughs> Fair enough. So you chose blankets. the right side of the crochet world. <laughs> Too many hats, blankets, scarves were made at the beginning. Never again. You just got yourself burnt out on on all that stuff. Oh yeah, that's funny. That's how I don't know how you're doing that blanket. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? Like I think it's good. It's like everybody has their thing that they enjoy and so like clearly that type of stuff just wasn't the type of thing that that you enjoy I really love making those things so it's good because it's like I'll I'll stay in my lane and there are I know there's a lot of people that don't like making blankets so it's like yeah I'll, I'll gladly make the blankets for I think I, people I think I just made too many to where it gets to that point to where you're like you just don't want to do the same stitches over and over to make a rectangle right and you're just like, oh my goodness, I need something else. Yeah. And then I found like Premier Parfait Chunky Yarn. And I, I can't go back to where Sid. <laughs> I can't do it. So I couldn't do a blanket. So what do you, what about Amigurumi do you think is like it for you that you haven't gotten sick of it and you enjoy it? It's always changing. So you don't really get sick of making something because in a couple hours you could be making something completely different, Mm -hmm. different colors, different everything. Mm -hmm. And if I get something that's too repetitive, 
I just get bored with it. And then I'm like, let's start something else. And then I have 10 things started that I'm not going to (laughs) finish. So making plushies, it just, it goes quicker. Yeah. So, cause it's like, in my mind, I always think of Amigurumi as like, there's a lot of repetition in terms of like, it's a lot of single crochet, but it's the overall project, I guess, that's exciting that it's Mm -hmm. like the quick turnover and you can make like the end result is different. So I guess I, I see it that way. I feel like there's more instant, like kind of instant gratification within plushy making, depending on how big and how like complex you're making them. But for the most part, kind of the stuff that you work on that I've seen and I work on, a lot of it is like that I can finish this in a couple hours type of plushies. So um, it's not so daunting to be so repetitive. And if you mess up, making a plushie usually you don't notice like Mm -hmm. if you do one extra stitch in a a round you're like oh I'll just take that out on the next one but if you're doing that on a blanket you're gonna notice Mm -hmm. that one's longer than the other you're like dang it (laughs) yeah it can be a lot more forgiving yeah or if you have Mm -hmm. a friggin complicated one like I'm doing if one extra stitch ruins the entire thing because it has to be the exact right stitch count (laughs) I'm telling God you said friggin'. Uh, go ahead, Megs. He knows. He knows my heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, yeah. So that's cool. Um, do you have a, a I don't know if favorite's the right word, but like do you have an Ami pattern or like animal <clears throat> or something that you kind of always keep coming back to that's like, okay, if I don't know what else to make, I'm gonna make this. So I see uh, you've got quite a variety behind you. I know you guys can't I'm see thinking. it. But. <clears throat> um, here lately, it's not my favorite, but it's the one that I've been making the most lately, and it's those Wednesday dolls. Oh yeah, like mm. Chastity. I can't remember the whole name. Crap. But she has those Wednesday dolls, and it's like everybody wants them now because of the show mm-hmm. yeah so i just got done making like four of them back to back i'm Ugh. like i never want to see black or white yarn for a while <laughs> no kidding okay beth who is your favorite designer and why is it meg's makes christian <laughs> oh my gosh oh well, i really do like astronauts you know and aliens wow so I guess. what a what a seamless integration of a, of an <laughs> advertisement like who would have even known did you like that how smooth was that it was so smooth mm-hmm. almost smooth as smooth like as Berg's Nest crochets mm. leather tags and patch <laughs> All right, Beth, you um, advertise your boy. thing now. <laughs> I don't have anything yet. Oh, I, I will you. next Saturday. Do you, know that, do you know that TikTok audio that's like, he's thick. He's thick, boy. And then there's some naughty words in there. Let's change it to he's slick. Like, because that little uh, advertisement there was very slick. Very slick. You very know? smooth. Do you get it? Yeah, I get it. I get it, Megs. <laughs> Can you hear my child screaming? Sure can. Sure can. Perfect. Okay. Great timing. Um, So we, Mm. one of the reasons that we wanted to have you on the podcast, Beth, is because your story is, um, I think it's a really amazing story. 
and there's some ups and downs in it for sure. Um, but I think that those who have not heard your story are going to listen to today's episode and they're going to be really inspired and, um, and just, I don't know, I'm, I'm excited to like have this opportunity to hear you, um, talk about how you got started with crochet because it's kind of a, a, kind of a wild ride. Um, so I'm basically just going to kind of give you the floor and, um, we'll, I'm sure we'll kind of come up with some follow-up questions and interject along the way. Um, but why don't you go ahead and tell us, so like how, just kind of starting from the beginning, how did you, um, learn to crochet? When did that happen? And we'll just kind of go from there. Okay. Well, um, I first learned to crochet when I was 17 and I learned it because I was stuck at home because I had a car accident. It left me paralyzed from about like the middle of the chest down and I was in high school. So I couldn't just after three months of being in the hospital, go back to school that year because I was in the middle of my junior year and I had nothing to do. (laughs) I was extremely bored and my grandma she always crocheted, but she only made blankets. That's it. And she only got her yarn from Walmart. <laughs> so that's all I knew. And so she set me up with a five millimeter hook, Red Heart Super Saver, worsted weight yarn. And she taught me how to single crochet and how to double crochet. And that was it. Yes. She didn't know how to read patterns. She always just like free handed everything by looking at pictures. Wow. So I started off just making squares. Yeah. (laughs) Just single crochet squares over and over and over again. And then it got into connecting them together. And then I went back to school and I quit. I quit crochet for about a year and a half because school. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) and then by the time I picked it back up, She had passed away. Mm. So I had to learn it all on my own. But that was like before YouTube. So I had to like actually get the books and write out what SC meant and like go step by step everything Mm, and learn. And yeah, that I'm glad there's YouTube now. Yeah. But. So can we walk back a minute to like that time where your grandma taught you? Like, like how did that come out about in terms of like, obviously you said she crocheted and stuff. Like, did you ask her? Did she say, Hey, I'm just going to teach you how to crochet. Cause, cause I assume there were like other things that may have piqued interest a little bit. Like maybe you got, you know, but not necessarily. I mean, I know like for me, when I graduated high school, smartphones were just becoming a thing. So it's not like we mm-hmm. had like, tons of access to social media or anything like that, where it was like, I can just scroll through my phone on YouTube or whatever else. Yeah. Um, I just kept seeing her do it. And I was like, you know what? I kind of want to learn that. Like, it was kind of cool. I was always kind of crafty. So I did like cross stitch and I did some sewing, stuff like that. So like craftiness was always kind of there, but I would just see her sit there and obviously I was paralyzed. So that's all I did. So <laughs> I'm like, I need something. 
I need something to do. And she would just sit there for hours at a time acting like she wasn't bored. So I'm like, hmm. And she was like, here. And of course, she got annoyed at me because I kept asking her questions when she was trying to count. (laughs) And now I know how annoying that is. (laughs) At the time, I didn't understand. But then I was like, hey, I just spent two hours making something and it felt like 10 minutes. So like, I can do this. So she taught me what she knew. But only blankets got got old fast. (laughs) Yeah. So crochet kind of originally started as this, like, I need, I need to fill my time with something. Yeah, because before my car accident, I was really into sports. I was into tennis and I, school, all that. So when I had to stay home while everybody else was at school, I had nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like I needed something And I didn't know I would get so addicted to just buying yarn (laughs) and thinking what I could make with it. So, yeah. And I could take it with me wherever I went. Like, I lived in the middle of nowhere. So, when I had to drive two and a half hours to physical therapy, I would just take it with me. Yeah. And I'd do it in the car, and then I'd do it on the way home. And, like, when you're sewing, you can't do that. What am I going to do? Carry the sewing machine in a backpack on the back of my chair? Like, (laughs) it would probably tip over. So, I mean, it just, it was easy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's really cool that you kind of, like, were able to find that in that season of life. Um, So, I'm sure, like, you mentioned, you know, you were really into sports and just, like, you know, active life of probably, like, an average teenager. So I'm, I'm guessing, cause I mean, I, I feel like I would respond this way. Um, well, first of all, like with the accident, did you, did you know right away that like, were they unsure of how things were going to turn out or did they know like right away, like this is a, this is a permanent thing with like the paralyzation? Um, my case was a little bit different than just like, okay, she's paralyzed cause she cut her spinal cord because mine was I actually shattered the vertebrae in my back Mm -hmm. so all the little pieces from about eight vertebrae went into my spinal cord so I had over a hundred cuts to my spinal cord but none of them went all the way through so they couldn't call me a complete but they couldn't call me an incomplete spinal cord injury because they weren't sure Mm-hmm. So they tried to give me hope, but at the same time, it was, you're not responding to touch at all. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd always want to know, where are you ticklish at? Touch that spot and see if you get a reaction. And I I wouldn't. So they were pretty sure I probably wouldn't ever walk again. But they try to tell people, you know, two years, if you've gained nothing back, you're going to be paralyzed for the rest of your life. And it's been 17 years now. So obviously, I don't think they're going to work in again. Like, like they're, they're done. Um, but their main focus when it happened was me staying alive. Right. Yeah. Because um, my lungs were completely collapsed. Wow. And they couldn't get them to stay up. So, 
And I broke my neck in two places. Oh my goodness. And my collarbone. And it was, it was bad. I was hit on the head. They didn't know if I had any brain injuries because I had blood on the brain. It was, it was bad. Um, but I did it. <laughs> like, uh, I survived. You, I mean, it's incredible. Like, the fact that you are quite literally a miracle. Yeah. Like, for real. In several different sometimes. ways, it sounds like. Jeez. Um, <laughs> so, what I was kind of leading up to with that question was like, did you go through a season where you, I'm sure there must have been like, I mean, grief, anger, like, oh, yeah. Did it take, like, how long did it take you to come to terms with what had happened? It was really weird because when it first happened, I was perfectly fine with it. Wow. It didn't bother me. I was more like, oh my goodness, my neck and arm hurt so bad from breaking them that I didn't really care that my legs weren't moving sure I think it was the meds they had me on to be honest I mean yeah um and then when I I had to do three weeks in the hospital and then they flew me to a rehab hospital in Atlanta where I did three months of basically just learning how to do everything so in that three months I was okay with it really because everybody else around me were in chairs or they knew how to deal with people who were in wheelchairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It didn't really hit me until I came home. Yeah. And it's like, okay, my house isn't 100% handicap accessible like the hospital. And then everybody had to, you know, ask you questions nonstop. And they wanted to see you. And a lot of them would cry. And you're like, why are you guys sad? It was me. But that was the first time they were seeing me. So it kind of made sense. Like I was used to my parents and myself because they've been seeing me the whole way. Mm -hmm. And it just, the depression got bad. Um, About six months after my injury, it got real bad, especially when I couldn't go back to high school um, for like the second part of my junior year. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried. The teachers didn't want me there. Wow. So they kind of just kicked me out. And then I went back my senior year. And more of the same stuff happened. So depression was bad until about two years into my injury. And then it slowly gotten better. You still got days every now and then, mm-hmm. but... Like when this year it turned 17 years paralyzed, that's exactly half my life. Yeah. So this year hit me harder. Um, but unlike most people, I don't remember my accident at sure. all. Wow. I don't remember two days before it and I don't remember two weeks after it. Wow. So it's like, it drives me nuts because I want to know exactly what happened because I only have theories or what the cops said. Like, looked like happened and I'm like well that drives me nuts yeah so mm-hmm. yep that's crazy <laughs> um so would you say that like because I know we've talked we talked about this with with Meg's story how crochet kind of 
played a role in her healing. Do you think that crochet did that for you as well? I'm not, I'm trying to like build a timeline in my brain. So I, I'm, I don't know where exactly it mm-hmm. fell in like that time where you were kind of going through I had that. been home about two months when I asked my grandma to teach me how to at least do something because mm-hmm. watching TV wasn't cutting it. Like it wasn't turning off my brain enough to not think of, I wonder what my friends are doing. They're all at school. Um, I don't have anything to do. I can't really leave the house right now because when I got home, I was still broken. Like my back, it was healed, but I had to be super careful with it because mm-hmm. of the metal rods. Like it takes a while for them to like lock in, I guess you could kind of say. Sure. So I just, I needed something to take my mind off. And when you're counting stitches or you see that you messed up and you frog it and then you go back and you do it, it takes your mind off because that's what you're thinking about. You're not thinking about everything else going on. Yeah. I would, so it, it definitely helped. I would think especially as a beginner too, like where you really got to, you really got to focus on what you're doing to, you know not mess it up <laughs> that it would be oh a I good messed distraction. Up a lot. yeah uh don't we all i mean i still mess <sighs> up a lot <laughs> i'm pretty sure i have some deformed plushy somewhere i never <laughs> mess up i don't know what you guys are talking about amateurs wow. <laughs> i was about to say i'm just an amateur compared compared to you max <laughs> i'm telling god that you lied megs but i didn't start out with plushies like i started out with blankets hats scarves and i made those up until about three years ago and then no then i did plushies because i noticed you know scarves and hats don't sell that well during the (laughs) summer months you know so it's like what am i gonna do during that time because i just want to keep crocheting and people always ask me, oh, will you make this plushie? Will you make this? Will you make that? And I always said, no. That's a hard no. I am not going to make plushies. I can't stand them. And now here I am only making plushies. <laughs> so. Do you remember? I mean, like, that's like. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was I was just going to say, do you remember like the first plushie that you made? Like what convinced you to break down and actually do one? The very first one I made was a unicorn and I made it because I needed to find out something else that I could make during the summer months because I didn't want to have like 300 hats sitting in my closet Mm -hmm. and it was bad (laughs) like the snout wasn't straight I had like huge gaps and oh I didn't know how to stuff so it was like all lumpy and misshapen (laughs) it was and I was so proud of it, though. Well, of course. Now it's like, oh, my. Why did I even show anybody that? <laughs> it, I think everyone you can literally, relate to that. <laughs> you literally chose, like, probably one of the most complicated, like, <laughs> patterns to do. A unicorn of all things. I thought it would be one of the easiest ones because, you know, like, you just got to put the parts together. It was a whole bunch of little ones, so I didn't think it was going to take that much time little did i know that the ones with the whole bunch of parts are actually harder because you got to sew them together Mm. (laughs) 
and I had never sewn any things together before. So I was like, wow, that went downhill fast. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It, do you remember what you were going to say earlier, Megs? I don't remember. Because I, I, we jumped in. At the same no, time. it's okay. Cool. I know that my first, my first plushie. So, like, I kind of had a similar thing. Like, I started out with blankets and hats and things like that and then progressed into Amis. And um, I didn't start making Amis until 2016 when I was pregnant with my second son. And um, my first plushie was a Baymax that I freehanded. Nice. And it also is like really wonky and <laughs> and just absurd. And then I made a fox lovey that is very promiscuous looking with its tail. Um, <laughs> Those and, tails. And it it's it's it haunts me to this day. <laughs> you know what's funny though is like I feel like all three of us I mean I stuck with you know the blankets and wearables and didn't really progress into the ami world but i feel like we kind of since we're all kind of similar age had that experience where it was like there was no youtube there was no tiktok so it was like Mm -hmm. when we first started out we started out with like the stuff that our grandmas and moms and stuff were making um and then it's like oh there's all these fun stuffed animals you can make but it's funny because there are a lot of people now that are starting out learning crocheting by making Amis. And I don't think that was really a thing, you know, like when we were learning to crochet. So it's just funny because it's like people are having such a different experience with getting into the world of crochet now because it's like maybe they're discovering it from TikTok where, of course, like Amis have taken over. So, you know, they're like, oh, my gosh, I want to learn how to TikTok or I want to learn how to TikTok. (laughs) Lord have mercy. (laughs) I want to learn how to crochet. Like what plushie should I start with? Whereas like you know, 15 years ago, that was not the question being asked. It was like, what dishcloth should I start with? Yeah. <laughs> so it's just funny how like the the culture of like the world of TikTok has changed so much. I I think largely because of TikTok um, and well, social also media. Also, the yarns were different. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there really wasn't plushy soft yarn. I mean, there was it like was more. Yeah, there was like burnett blanket yarn, but like I, I had the burnett blanket yarn and I made some little hats and blankets with it. I never used it. Right. To Back make in the day, blanket slippers. yarn was used to make blankets. <laughs> what a wild I mean, concept. Technically. <laughs> but yeah, there is so much more variety of like the, the plushier, thicker yarns now that, you know, there just wasn't nearly as much options back then. And like, I'm sure manufacturers are now you know, taking into consideration the percentage of that yarn that's being used for Amis. Like, Mm -hmm. I wonder if we'll start to even see in the future yarn that is like specifically designed, like, I don't know what else they would do differently, but specifically designed just for Ami groomies, you know? Well, they sell the kits too. Right. Yeah. That are just for like making certain plushies. Yeah. Do you remember that yarn we saw when we were like searching websites? Um, There was a yarn that it changed colors. Yes. At certain points to make an Ami. So that does already exist. That's yarn specific to making Amis. And I don't know how that would work with people, different tensions and things. Yeah. But it's such a cool concept. That always weirds me out. I'm like, how does it like – how can you guarantee 
that it's going to actually turn out right. Or I've even seen like same concept, but it's like a blanket that's supposed to have like a flower Mm. pattern on it or something. I'm like that to me is even more like wild that you could actually guarantee that it's going to all line up the right way. Cause it's not just like, okay, a stripe of, you know, this for the feet and then a stripe of this for the legs. It's like every row, there's certain things that have to line up to make this pattern continuously. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. I don't understand how it works. When I first got into like the world of crochet online, which was just mostly Facebook groups, um, everyone was into pooling, like color pooling. Mm -hmm. And that was like the thing. And I'm like, I just, I just don't understand. I don't know how to do this. That was the most frustrating. So frustrating trying to get that color pool, right? Because like (laughs) you start it and you go so many stitches that like people tell you to do and you have to keep going to see if it actually works and then it doesn't work so you have to rip it all out and go one stitch less and try to work it all the way up again that was a headache i'm glad that fad's kind of over i never tried it and i probably never will sounds like a headache don't blame you (laughs) (laughs) um okay so when did your crochet go from like this is a, a this is a thing I'm learning and this is like a hobby that I'm enjoying too. I actually want to make this into a business. Oh goodness. That wasn't until after I got married and my husband was like, you know what? You should sell this. Like you already kind of do. Um, My sister is a hairstylist. So she would put like the hats and scarves up at her salon and people would see them and they'd, want to buy them or make custom orders mostly it was custom orders for like baby hats like for characters so I freehanded it because I still couldn't read patterns at that point wow so I was like "Hmm, I guess I could so I made an Etsy and I put like two things on there Mm -hmm. and I expected like oh people are just gonna order them (laughs) not thinking there are millions on Etsy yeah like there are so many people, but there wasn't TikTok and there wasn't Instagram. You had Facebook and you had like Facebook Marketplace. And I didn't like having to meet up with people to give them stuff mm-hmm. because like anxiety, you know, people. So I I would say it was about six years ago is when I actually opened up the Etsy, came up with a business name. And just kind of went from there. And then TikTok came. And that's that's kind of like what sped my business up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's TikTok? Because I didn't have that on Facebook. It was TikTok and Instagram that kind of gets you more seen. So it's like, okay, I'll take that. Yeah. Do you think that you do like fairly well on on Etsy now that you have TikTok? I do, but my problem is I don't take a whole lot of customs. Sure. And that seems like what people want the most. Mm-hmm. So more like someone will reach out to you and be like, hey, can you make this? And I'll be like, um, okay, <laughs> for you I will. And then they'll buy it off the Etsy when I'm done making it. Because I do one craft show a year. Mm-hmm. And it's a three-day one and it's really big. and each year I sell out completely in two days out of the three. Wow. So it's like, it seems like every year I have to up how many I take. 
It's like my first year I took 72 items, sold out in two days. Next, last year I took 140, sold out in two days. So this year my goal is 200. I'm not a super fast crocheter because I kind of have to listen to my body. If my body's not having it, if I keep pushing it, I'm not going to be able to get out of bed for a couple days. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to be in so much pain, I can't crochet. So I can only do it for so long now. And to get up to 200 plushies takes me, you know, from January until September. So right like right now, I took a couple customs for those Wednesday dolls. Not doing any more because I got to get that 200. And that market is like what I focus on more than Etsy. Sure. Yeah. So what does that look like when you say like you have to listen to your body? Because like for me, dealing with with like autoimmune issues and things like that, like I get a lot of joint pain and stuff and I can kind of tell when it's coming on because I'll start to feel um, almost like twinges, if that makes sense. Like like when you hit your funny bone or you like pinch a nerve, kind of like that. And then from there, that's where I know like, oh crap, I need to take a break or this is not going to be good. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Um, usually my body lets me know like, okay, you're pushing it too far, but what will happen is um, my blood pressure will drop. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, okay, I don't want to pass out. So I need to stop and just lay down and rest. Or my bones are very, like, I don't know the word, atrophied at this point. So from sitting all the time, my hips get really sore. Sure. My legs will start to spasm. Um, and you know, having your knees come up to your chest when you're sitting in a chair, it hurts and you have to just stop. And so it's either that or I'll even like start to flush really bad. I'll turn bright red in like patches and I'll get really hot and I'll go into a thing called autonomic dysreflexia, Mm -hmm. which means like you're having pain somewhere and your body can't fix it. So you need to figure out how to fix it because it makes your blood pressure just skyrocket super fast. And after a couple minutes of being in it, you can have a stroke. Wow. You can have a go into a coma. You could, you know, die. Mm -hmm. So like I can't say, oh, wait, no, dysreflexia, hold up. I need another row, you know, to get to a stopping point. It's kind of like – you pushed yourself too far and now you got to deal with it. And then I'm in bed for two days because I have a horrible migraine and blurry vision and all of that. So it's like basically how much I can crochet a day is what my body allows. Yeah. And I've learned if you don't listen to it, you're just going to be worse down the road. And mm-hmm. I do have carpal tunnel. Thank you. Wheelchair pushing. Um, so that starts to kick in. Yeah. So I'm like, dang it. So I mean, that's good yeah. advice for everyone, even though obviously most people aren't in your particular situation to like, listen to your body. And I mean, you're in your situation, like it's not optional for you <laughs> to be like, to ignore the signals mm-hmm. that your body is sending you. Um, but I know it's like, there's, you know, it's like, oh, my wrist is hurting, but like, I'm just going to push through because I got this goal that I want to hit but it's like 
you know, I mean, depending, like, hopefully everyone knows their body and knows what they can and can't handle. But it's like, if you're truly hurting yourself because you want to hit some goal, um, it's not, it's not usually worth it, especially no, if you're going to pay more for it later. Right. And that goes for both mentally and physically. Like, yes. don't, yeah. don't mentally harm yourself to, to hit a goal just for the sake of hitting a goal. And like, I'm preaching to the choir because how many times have we watched me have an absolute mental breakdown because I didn't get to the amount of plushies I wanted for this market <laughs> or I didn't hit this when I wanted to or X, Y, and Z. I am notorious for doing that, but it's just like really good perspective Same. to hear that even like in a situation where like we are able to push ourselves more and it doesn't have a detrimental effect. Um mm-hmm. I'm curious. Do you- I learned not to compare. Yeah. Yeah. Like you watch somebody else on TikTok live, you know, busting out these plushies all day from like early in the morning till late at night. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I wish I could do that. Like, you know what? I'm just going to push myself to do that. You can't like, right. you can't compare how fast you are, how much you can accomplish to what somebody else does. Mm-hmm. And that used to bug me because that's what I used to always do. And now it's like, you know what? Have fun working until one in the morning. I'll be in my bed sleeping. Like, yeah. I just, that's I can't do it. <laughs> what a, but like, I mean, truly though, we're all kind of that way. And I, that was actually going to be my next question was, was, is that, mm-hmm. what was it like when you first like got on social media and were watching people live stream and, and seeing like what they could bust out in a day versus what you were able to, you know, like, did you find that really difficult? And did you struggle with that comparing right away? Or was it easy to kind of like adjust that perspective and attitude? When I was first paralyzed, I could bust out things really quickly. Mm -hmm. And even up until about seven years ago, I was a very fast crocheter. I could do it nonstop. I had no wrist pain. I had body pain, but it wasn't all that bad. And then I got the dreaded wound that like pressure wounds that Mm -hmm. paralyzed people can get. And it had me on bed rest for three straight years. Oh, wow. I was going to doctors every two days. I had like 10 surgeries. Uh, Wow. It was really bad. And so for three years, I couldn't do much. And then right after that got healed, that's when YouTube was really big and um, TikTok. So once I got on TikTok, I was like, wow, I can do that. I could so make one plushie in two hours. Like, come on. It's, you know, seven inches tall. Mm -hmm. You know, that didn't happen. (laughs) I would get like halfway done and be like, oh my goodness, my body is telling me you need to go stretch or you need to like lay down for a little bit, something, because... I just wanted to compare to everybody else, mm-hmm. especially when you're on their live and you're seeing them do it. You're like, wow, they make it look so easy. How are they going so fast or anything like that? And you're just, you can't do that. And that sucks when you just compare and compare. And then, and then you watch Jessica make cocoa bombs all day for <laughs> hours. And you're like, I need those marshmallows and those cocoa bombs in my life. And you forget about crochet for a little while. And I would just watch her make Cocoa Bops. So, I mean. 
watching her make them cocoa bombs. The, I mean, th- that Christmas season, man, she gets us. We all are hooked. Uh, the only reason I, was like, I can go at that pace is because I know it's not forever. <laughs> I'm like, do you think I should drive the three and a half hours? I mean, is that I really, really think you should, Beth? Wait, I really think is that should. all the distance between the two of you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. What the heck? So I think really? next time actually... Megs comes to visit Michigan, maybe that's when you need to make the journey, Beth. I could do that, that would be really fun. That would be bomb. That'd Michigan be awesome. is honestly so much better than Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, okay. So the next time that Michael and I go to visit his family, me and Beth are meeting up because she lives like super close to Michael's parents. That's crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. I think, like thirty minutes. Yeah. Or something like I think like, like less than thirty minutes. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah. We we figured out that she's really close. That's crazy. Beth, quit trying to steal my bestie. <laughs> I'm coming for her. She's coming for me. Her and those cocoa bombs. Yeah, and I'll have cocoa bombs for sure. <laughs> if you could give anybody advice who is maybe new to your situation or is in a similar situation but now is trying to, like, find their place in the world, what what would that be? Don't be embarrassed to ask for help basically because if you need help getting something ask for it before you fall out of your chair that I've done many times because I was too stubborn and then it makes it a hundred times worse because you have to get more people involved and you're more embarrassed Um, if you're dealing with depression ask for help right away don't think okay maybe if I just go another year it'll get better because it won't it'll just get worse and I'm so glad I asked for help when I did because it got bad there for a while and don't be there's no reason to be ashamed or embarrassed or anything because you can't accomplish anything if you let that take over yeah yeah take care of you for sure Mm -hmm. that's really good because i mean someone who buys your stuff isn't going to care about you as much as yourself right so you know you can try to put your needs on hold to finish something for somebody else but then you're just going to feel worse about yourself because you're in so much pain afterwards and it's like I should have just told them I can't do that right now Mm -hmm. give me a couple extra days instead of you know screwing yourself over in the long run I feel like we could have a whole episode about like setting healthy boundaries for yourself Because we tend to push ourselves way too hard with things. And it is really hard to say no to somebody when they reach out asking you if you can make this or if you can do that. Because it's like, well, what if I don't do that and I don't get a sale for a whole other month? Or, you know, what if, what if that cuts the tie and I'm no longer going to get anything else? Like we, we get so worried and so hung up and then we end up overloading ourselves with things we don't want to do or we can't handle doing or we should have never been doing. Like in your head, you're thinking, okay, this order is all or nothing. When really it's not all or nothing. Mm -hmm. Like there's going to be more. So it's, you just got to, like I turn my phone, like I do not look at Etsy. I do not look at messages on TikTok. I do not do any of that after I lay down in bed. Because if someone reaches out to me for something during that time, 
I'll just lay there and I'll think about it and think about it and think about it and yeah. think about it. And then the next day, my whole plan is different because I'm worrying about I need to do this and get this order done instead. And I'll just push what I needed for myself out. And like I have been that person that canceled a doctor's appointment before to finish something for somebody because they said they needed it as soon as possible. And it's like, why did I do that? Like, that was ridiculous. So, you live and learn. learn. (laughs) Success starts with taking care of you. Wow. Yes, actually it does. All those little (laughs) cheesy, like... They're cliches for a reason. Hang in there, posters. (laughs) Hang in there. Gosh. Um, Okay, so this is kind of like jumping back to a random topic, but real quick, I just want to know. So I love that you do this like one big three-day market. um, Yeah. Because I don't know, I think think it's cool. Um, And also like go you for knowing what works for you because – I feel like there is a sentiment on TikTok of like, if you want to be a crochet business, you need to do like as many markets as possible. And um, like, obviously you have, you know, you know what your limits are. And I think like doing this one market where you've got the year to kind of like build up to it is really smart and really cool. Um, So having done that market a couple of times, we have done two episodes now where we've talked about markets and people love the market episodes. Um, but we also love to get a fresh perspective. So from your perspective, especially doing like a three-day market, because that's mm-hmm. big, um, do you have any thoughts or like best advice that you would share from doing markets? Um, I would say not to worry too much about how many items you have, even though I do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> But, like, if I don't have the exact number in my head that I want to take, honestly, what are those five less plushies going to make that big of a difference for? And to always have everything packed and ready to go the day before the show. Mm -hmm. Don't do anything the day of because then you just stress yourself out even more on top of you thinking, okay, is this really going to sell? I wonder if this is going to sell. And don't listen to anybody else when they try to tell you what price to sell something at. Yeah. I have had so many people come up to my booth and look at my stuff and be like, oh, I can make this too, but I charge more. Okay. And like, I charge what I know works for me Mm -hmm. and the people who are buying from me. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to price the same as everybody else. And it's really nobody's business but yours. Mm -hmm. So just – and work on your setup beforehand. Like, don't just have it in your head. Do a mock setup. Mm -hmm. I always fail to do that. And then when I'm setting up, I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is not how I want it to be. This does not look good. It's not working. And then you're like, well, what am I going to do now? Like, this was my only plan, and I didn't bring anything else with me. So definitely do a mock setup first. Yeah. I feel like Plus every nice... time I do – Go ahead. As I was going to say, I feel like every time I do a mock setup, and, and it is beneficial, and I'm absolutely saying do it because I, I, I need it. 
I change it like six times anyways, but like mm-hmm. it still oh, yeah. builds a foundation of like, okay, I did a mock setup and I think this is going to work for me. But then like I get to my um, location and my spot and everything and I go, all right, I need to adjust things, but at least I have an idea of how I'm doing things. Yeah. Like if you at least know where your big items are going to go, your tables, stuff like that, you can, you know, move plushies around during the day. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a blank spot, you put something else there. But the big items is where you kind of got to see where they're going to stack, where they're going to stay, if they're going to hold your plushies up. Like I've had like stands just completely fall under my plushies. And I'm like, but at home, I thought it would hold it. Well, you know, that didn't work because you didn't set it up on your know six foot table you set it up on your dresser Mm. so it it changes quite a bit (laughs) okay so this has been such a really fun and great discussion beth and i'm just really thankful that you um came and hung out with us today um let the people know and of course like we'll link everything in the show notes too but where Mm -hmm. can they find you and find your work if they want to follow along um it's Beth's Rolling Designs on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, and Etsy. Nice. So it's all across the board. All same name. Love that. Love it. Super easy. <laughs> and I don't know, like you can, uh, you don't have to say anything if you don't want to, but I know you have some fun stuff coming up. Do you want to hint at anything or or not? No. <laughs> I am actually releasing tushy tags on Saturday not sure what time yet. Um, They're just these little hearts, stars, and daisies made out of like vinyl and felt. Basically like a felt eye that you would Mm -hmm. use on your plushie, but it's smaller. And you just hot glue them or whatever onto the like the butt (laughs) of all your little plushies. Kind of like those T.Y. Beanie Babies back in the day. So I'll be dropping those on saturday that's so, so cute exciting. i love that yeah. i haven't announced it anywhere else but i'll announce it here first i was gonna Boom. say are we gonna be the first ones to get to share this news <gasps> we have the exclusive have pictures or nothing this is amazing <laughs> the world premiere <laughs> and those will be on my etsy okay cool so nowhere definitely else. everybody needs to go and favorite um her shop so that you don't miss out on yes. that whole experience and follow her on tiktok because i'm assuming you'll be live on tiktok when that happens yeah cool that's awesome yes so that's we really love exciting that. yeah you gotta love glitter and cute things right of course this episode of the podcast brought to you by the association of non-crochet significant others we know that crochet isn't just what you do it's a part of who you are and we love that about you Just a friendly, gentle reminder to, you know, not forget about us. We see you engrossed in that current project, and we love you for it. Just remember that if you look up from that project, you'll see us, waiting for you to join us in this reality. You know, at some point. Anyway, back to your episode. Let's shut up. (laughs) And take (laughs) the money. (laughs) That wasn't going to be an, an official intro, but I think it should be. <laughs> it, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not doing it now. It's, that's what it is.
All right. Let me just, I need to pop this up because I want to make sure that I say it, the actual title. Nope. It's an extremely long title. Um, Read it. Read it all right now. I'm gonna. All right. Ready? So today's Shut Up and Take My Money is brought to you by Stitching with Abby, who gave me this amazing idea for my felt eye organization. But not only can you do felt eye organization, you can do safety eyes. You can do leather tags. You can do stitch markers you can do darning needles you can do buttons you can do you could do hot crochet hooks in there hot glue sticks if you need it for your crochet you can do it beads pom-poms beads, pom-poms do Man. the dang thing okay so i'm gonna read this whole description it is obnoxious <laughs> i gotta find the right one though because there's like multiple and this is not the right one i bought there it is okay it is the a mental double side tool organizer with impact resistant polymer and customizable removable plastic dividers hardware box storage excellent for screws nuts small parts black and orange whoo take a deep what breath. a mouthful you did it i did it <laughs> Love those SEO uh, key word right, terms. Right, right. Like, let's Don't we fit love every that? single one into the title. <laughs> so let me explain this, friends. It is technically a toolbox for screws, nuts, bolts, that sort of thing. However, Abby happened to tell me one day that she had this, or I saw her. That's what it was. I saw her putting felt eyes in it. I was like, I need better organization. I was using a little canvas zip tote. It was not working for me. So she's like, buy this thing. It's $17.97. And you it's double-sided, so you get two separate sides. It works wonderfully. The little slots pull out. So depending on the size of your items or the amount, you can make a bigger compartment for them. It has been a game changer for me. This thing is yeah. awesome. And they're really affordable. I feel like 18 bucks is really not that bad for what you're getting. Um, yeah. I think it's like 33 for two of them. So you get a deal if you... I think you get a deal. I don't know. I can't math. But even 33 for two of those cases is really not too bad. Um, This is going to be, as always, linked in the show notes. It's not like Mm -hmm. the most pizzazz exciting thing, but it is a really like convenient and workable and usable type of shut up and take my money. Like one of those (laughs) things where it's like, let's stay organized and keep everything accessible and without getting scattered and lost. Cause that's the other thing. If you don't keep your felt eyes contained, they're all over the place. This is a really easy way to keep that stuff contained where they're not scattered everywhere and you don't lose little pieces. Yes, absolutely. I have seen, <laughs> I have seen um, some people use the same box as um, well, maybe not the same box, but a, like a same kind of concept and instead mm-hmm. of a tackle box, they put different like little charcuterie snacks in it and they call it a snackle box. <laughs> Not crochet related at all. I just think that's another that, fun use for a box like that. That's an <laughs> like little pickles and olives and cheese and crackers and That meats sounds and stuff. amazing. And yeah, I'm and then they one right now just to do that. <laughs> they took it to like a outdoor like music festival with them and then they just like set it up and had their little snackle box. That's amazing. <laughs> I love yes. that. I need it. Jessica, we're so close to yeah. episode 20. I 
am very proud of us. I really am, you know? The big two zero. It feels like a if we say this literally every single time, but twenty feels like a big deal, doesn't it? It does. Almost feels like we should do something special. Yeah. Like an entire hour of just listening to clips of me laughing. Maybe we should do that. I don't know. We got some other ideas, but maybe maybe we should do something (laughs) like that. We'll have to see what happens. Stay tuned, you guys. We'll see. We'll see what happens on episode twenty. Okay, so I love the um, I love the little felt eye storage slash snackle box idea. Snackle Use it for either for purpose. Win. It will be great. Um, before we end the episode today, we did want to read a little shout out from our friend Amy. She sent us an email and she said, I absolutely love your podcast. I listen to it when the little baby is asleep and my partner is with his other love, his laptop. <laughs> I've been listening since the beginning and been following you both on TikTok for a while. You both really cheer me up to the point I feel like we all know each other. You girlies Aww. help me with the fact my two besties will be moving away to uni next September. You give me hope for my small business too. Love your UK viewer, Amy. And then she said, oh, I rate your podcast like a million balls of a million out of 10 balls of wool. So I say that's an absolute win. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> we love, love that. We love oh. to see it. One of my like there's a few things that when people send them to us, I'm like, mm-hmm. that's a win. And we're we're doing the dang thing. And one of them is when people say, like, I feel like I'm listening to my like I'm hanging out with my friends. Like we know yeah. each other. And we're hanging out. That makes me feel happy because that's that's what we're trying to do. See, sometimes I go, are we just like talking too much and not like sticking to like a layout or like like a theme? You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes we go on these tangents and I stop and I go, should we really be doing that? Like, should we rein it in a bit and stick to topic? And then I hear these emails and I go, no. This is this is us, and this is what people. This is how for. friends talk they, and hang out. Yeah, they, they don't care about the crochet that we talk about. They care about <laughs> the eight thousand times I laugh in the podcast. <laughs> it's really all about. They me. came for the crochet, and they stayed for the wheezing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So We're yeah, get if you guys. 
and be kind. Okay, bye. Crochet bays. We're gonna crochet while we talk about crochet, while we talk about crochet. You can crochet too. Yeah.